You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Welcome back to the show. Well, welcome back if you are a regular listener. If you are new, welcome to the party. We are so excited to have you here today. Today's show is about to be freaking life-changing. So let me ask you a few questions. Do you struggle with being afraid to charge more? Are you afraid to even talk about, promote, and sell your service because you just feel ugh, like icky? It feels unnatural, awkward, uncomfortable. Do you look around at other entrepreneurs, quote unquote, killing it, and you're just like, when will that be me? Well, we have a freaking treat for you today. Today, we get to talk to Naomi Powell. Naomi is a business and mindset coach, sought-after speaker, and the host of the Lifestyle Edit podcast. She is on a mission to support heart-centered coaches and consultants to break out of the feast-to-famine cycle and step into financial overflow doing meaningful work they love. Over the past six years, she's helped hundreds of female entrepreneurs to uncomplicate their businesses so they can work less and live more without resorting to hustle or burnout. Today's conversation will probably make you want to jump up and sprint to change things in yourself and your business. It is just so freaking good. We talk about why we're afraid of selling and how to change that, how and when to raise your prices and do it confidently, how comparison is holding you back from your own success and how to overcome it, and so, so, so much more. Your life is going to change after this episode, so... I will shut up now and we can just get straight to the fire with Naomi. So let's go. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, Naomi, welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are so excited to chat with you today all about sales and marketing and all the good stuff. Oh my goodness. Thank you guys so much for having me. I cannot wait to dive in. Oh man. Well, this is going to be fun. We're going to, yeah, we, this is our favorite topic to talk about. And I know you also said before we started recording, it's your favorite topic, <laughs> topic, oh, wow, topic to talk about. And let's just dive in. So my first question is for our audience who might not know who you are, can you tell us about yourself and just how you got to where you are today? Yeah. So hi, everybody. I am Naomi Powell, and I am the founder of The Lifestyle Edit. And my mission, the calling on my heart is to really support service providers, coaches, experts, consultants to get their work into the hands of the people that would be best served by the the transformations that they facilitate to their clients, but also to support them in stepping into financial overflow by virtue of doing it. The women that I work with are heart-centered entrepreneurs, they're impact-driven entrepreneurs, but like many of us, have been brought into the story that there's impact over here and there's money and overflow and abundance over there. My big mission is to show them that you get to have both. When my business is profitable, that is evidence of value. As my profit and my revenue continue to increase, I have to be giving more value, right? I have to be supporting mm-hmm. more people. Um, so it's one and the same. It's connected. So I am really lit up by supporting them in stepping into financial overflow, doing it in a way that feels really expansive and exciting and aligned for them. Because I also feel that so many women have been burnt out by seeing other people getting results, feeling like, again, buying into the story that that's the only way to do it. You know, the five steps to this, and a feeling like it requires such a Herculean level of effort to show up. They may have got results, but it felt really icky the way that they were doing it. I want to show women that you get to grow your business in a way that feels really 
good for you and create mm. credible financial legacies in the process. Oh, this is about to be a freaking fire episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm literally sitting over here just like wiggling, being like, yes, let's go. This is going to be fun. Okay. So Naomi, can you maybe talk to us about, and you may have just said this, but I just want to ask it just to, to see if the answer is different. When it comes to sales and like the sales mindset as like a service-based entrepreneur, like an impact-driven entrepreneur, what do you see as like the most limiting mindset holding people back? Is it that, you know, the separation of impact and revenue, or is it something different that's, you know, causing them to stumble and keeping them from, I guess, their true potential? Yeah. So there's so many layers in this and you direct me to where you want me to go. But one of the core beliefs that I see that really slows us down in our ability to get our impact out in the world is that we approach selling, we approach marketing from this place of it being adversarial, that it's my Mm. job to convince people that they need... (laughs) what I'm selling, right? So we show up in our marketing from this place of like, I have to overcome all of these objections. I need to create marketing that creates scarcity that would drive people to buy something that they wouldn't ordinarily buy if there wasn't urgency. We create marketing that's all around speaking to people's pain points rather than inspiring them to take actions by giving them a clear picture of what the transformation on the other side will be. All of that limiting ickiness when it comes to selling and marketing stems from the idea that we feel like we're selling to people who don't want what we have to offer, right? Yeah. So, so much of it is about getting truly aligned with your offers. Who is whose lives, whose businesses, who whatever is going to be transformed by this? I want you to go through each and every part of your offer. How does each feature, each element, substantive and from a more like structural perspective, how does this get them the tangible final result? When you're really locked into that, it begins to change the way that you show up. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I don't show up in my selling from a place of it being adversarial. One of the biggest mindset shifts that I had was that I instead of thinking that I'm trying to sell to people who don't want it, I was like, how would I show up if I believed that the right people are just expecting me to show up and present the offer? Mm. That's literally all I need to do. That they're actively looking for a solution to the problem. They're following me. They're listening to my podcast. They're on my newsletter because they're raising their hand and saying, hey, This is Mm -hmm. resonating with me. I want this. So it completely shifted then the way that I started showing up because, yeah, then selling, talking about your offers just comes from a place of service. And reflect on when you've been looking to buy something, right? I was looking to find an accountant, um, a bookkeeper last year. And when I started going around, I was, I was ready to make a purchasing decision. I was like, give me the information, make this easy, make this safe for me to buy. I'm not dilly dallying. And -hmm. again, it's about being crystal clear on your ideal client. Your ideal client has an urgent, compelling desire to solve the problem that your service tackles. (laughs) So again, when you, we spend so much time selling to people who were never going to be our customers, who were never interested in what we had to, rather than thinking about creating marketing that really speaks to that person who's ready to move, who's ready to take action. Everything changes. Oh man. There's so many things in there that you said that I want to pinpoint. I think first of all, you have to be so confident in your own offer or your product to actually give to people because when you're confident in it and you know that it works, I think that's where that transformation comes. Like, hey, I know that what I'm offering is valuable. And I think when you know that to your core, you can communicate that a little bit better um, than just trying to like put out a sleazy offer that like you <laughs> you feel un- or insecure about and you're just like, ah, oh, people, please buy it. I hope like... <laughs> There's no confidence behind that. But then also we talk about on this podcast a lot about niche marketing, really pinpointing who you're speaking to as a marketing just strategy, but then also within each offer, just being very, very crystal clear on knowing who exactly it's for, what 
it's going to, or how it's going to serve them. So everything that you just said, could you mm-hmm. give us like an example, like a real life example of an offer that would have an ideal client, like basically everything that you're talking about, just an example? Yeah. So, okay. Really easy example. Just say I was a health coach. I would be thinking, asking myself, and this is really helpful also when you're just thinking about your Ascension model. What is the ultimate transformation that my client is come? Who am I? Who am I trying to support? Right? Mm-hmm. Where are they right now? How is this pain point showing up in their lives? What have they tried in the past? Why has it not worked? What does this offer need to look like in order to deliver on those tangible results? What what features do I need to be laying into this offer to overcome some of the ways that they may have self-sabotaged in other things or not followed through or not gone through the finish line, right? So mm-hmm. those are all of the questions that I would be asking myself. Then I'd be saying, okay, I want to set my clients up for success. So I don't want to be one of those people who from a place of scarcity in offer number one, which is your starter... <laughs> right? I'm offering everything but the kitchen sink. So the client is now (laughs) overwhelmed. I am now overwhelmed. And I don't even want to promote this anymore because it feels really like (laughs) overwhelming because there's just so much and the client Mm -hmm. doesn't get results because there's too much. So I would start to think, okay, what is the ultimate transformation that they desire? How can I create an ascension model that enables me to go deep and chip away at this big offer? So it could be, and I'm just making this very, very simple, just say I was a health coach, it could be the number one thing that's going to get them getting traction is for them to understand nutrition. So yes, exercise is a part of it, but it doesn't matter if you're not eating well. So Mm -hmm. my first offer when you come into my world is going to be all about nutrition, right? How to do a grocery list, how to understand how to create more energy in your life through food, all of that kind of stuff. So that there, you're going deep in one thing. You're getting them an incredible transformation. You've asked yourself those questions. Why haven't they failed in the past? that they failed in the past. And it could be that they did courses. And one of the problems with courses was that they didn't follow through. They didn't embody the information. So this is going to be a one-on-one offer, right? And you've looked and you've thought, okay, they need to be in my ecosystem for at least three months for them to be both learning the information, but also having the time to implement, make mistakes, be in a container where they could be really supported to go back out there and integrate again. Okay. So that's my first offer. There, they feel really confident. They've got amazing results. So then you're thinking, okay, what's the next thing that we need to chip away at to to overcome this big transformation that they're trying to work towards? Okay, now it's about exercise. What does that look like? So do you see how, again, you are, like you said, you're focusing on one avatar and you have offers that don't cannibalize on one another that, again, you're creating lifetime value because people want to stay in your orbit because they're like, oh my God, you, you are the expert. You have already been there. You know exactly what I need at different stages of the journey. So then when you're going out to market, you feel like it's the best in class because you've looked at the market. You've seen what's out there. You've seen the options and why those things don't work. And you've taken all of those insights to build out each of these offers at the different stages of your Ascension model. And that's when we get off the hamster wheel of having to acquire new customers all the time because you've created this beautiful journey where you're able to hold space for your clients exactly where they are. And that's when they become excited about the next stage because you've over-delivered in the service beforehand. Ooh, I feel like you just dropped like so much five truckloads worth of like information and knowledge. I'm fired up today. What can I say? You're fired. I I literally was just like, give us an example on the fly. And Naomi was like, okay, hold my purse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, that was so good. Do you feel like, I feel like I could start talking about like 20 different things that you just stated in there, but It sounds like, and this is something Lindsay and I have really been discussing a lot recently, it sounds like a lot of of service-based providers, information-based providers, sellers are 
overwhelming their people with too much information at once so that they're feeling overwhelmed and they're not seeing results. And therefore, a lot of the service-based providers and or information providers are feeling like their product or service isn't actually working and they're feeling doubt in themselves. But the reality is it's just the way that they're like providing that information and offering that information. Do you feel like that's almost like a cycle in our industry where people are just offering wrong and people aren't getting results because it's too much or it's too little, like it's too surface level or it's too deep, too much, too fast. Like, is that an issue that the industry just needs to like rectify, period? I think it's about service providers needing to be empowered service providers first and doing the inner work and the energetics around that so they can attract empowered people and show up with their offers from a more empowered place. The only reason why we dump so much into offer number one that it overwhelms us, it overwhelms the client, is simply because we're afraid. Simply because Mm -hmm. we feel like we have to give everything but the kitchen sink to be worthy of the investment. So if you are feeling really triggered right now about this and you can see that you're putting so much, I want you to sit and question why. And it's often this, is this fear, like, I need to prove that I'm worthy. I need to do this. So we want to give everything but the kitchen sink. And in doing so, so it's too much. Exactly. It's just too much. And we need to get off this whole idea that knowledge is power. Knowledge isn't power. Applied knowledge is power. Integration, execution. And when we're front-loading it with so much information, our clients don't have the opportunity to fully integrate Mm -hmm. anything that we're doing. And then the container ends and then they're kind of left out in the lurch. So oftentimes when I'm teaching my clients about this, I always say, how long does this person need to be in that container for you to feel confident that you can deliver on the promise every time? Of course, the Mm -hmm. client needs to show up, do all of the things, but how long do they need to be in your container? Oftentimes they'll be like, oh, Before I ask that question, they'll say, oh, six weeks. And then they're like, oh, it needs to be at minimum four months. And I'm like, you see, you needed to be more empowered. You needed to put your client's transformation at the forefront Mm -hmm. beyond your fear. Because when you're telling me six weeks, it's because you're afraid, because you told yourself that it'd be easy to sell a six-week program as opposed to four, four months, even though you know that they need four months in order for them to get the the result. And Mm -hmm. that's why you feel scared to promote it because you know six weeks isn't enough. Yeah, But you've told yourself that it's going to be easier. And that's where the disconnect comes in. Nobody, people, our ideal clients buy into our belief in the offer. So if this is what's going on at the back of our minds, we're showing up in that place in our marketing. That ain't sexy. Mm -hmm. That ain't magnetic. (laughs) You got to lead yourself first. Well, Mm -hmm. how do you think we can overcome that fear? We're talking around like entrepreneurs' fear of selling and that fear that they're not giving enough value. So they overgive value. How do we get over that fear in the first place? Is that you have to be very clear of what the promise is for each one of your offers, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you are, so, some again, we we try and promise the world in the first thing, or we try and promise the world in like a $99 product. No, we need to be clear. How does this fit with the Ascension model? What is the mm-hmm. promise for each of these? How am I over-delivering on that? And once you're crystal clear on that, and again, you're not looking, well, this person has um, Q&A calls that they add. This one has Voxer access, this one. So I'm going to do that. You don't know why you're doing it because you don't even know what the, pro- the promise is, <laughs> the thing that you're trying to deliver. So mm-hmm. I don't just pump offers with anything. I really think, what is the problem? How am I splintering off this giant transformation into each of these offers? So when I go out then and sell, I don't come from an icky place because I'm like, oh my God, I've literally thought of every way you could potentially get in your own way. I've literally reflected on everything that you need to know to solve this specific problem. And I've gone over and above. So you would be crazy not to invest in this. Like, Mm -hmm. why would you struggle when I've literally taken all of these things into consideration and created this offer. Mm-hmm. That's the type of energy that you want to go out 
to sell all of your offers. But it comes mm. from the clarity first. That's so good. Oh, that's so good. Okay, speaking of confidence, I kind of want to pivot just a tiny bit for the entrepreneur who is listening to this right now, who is like, okay, well, that's all good, but you know, I'm I'm struggling right now to even have enough, you know, money to invest in in building this offer or I can't even pay my bills. I don't have time to go back to my course and or my, you know, whatever it is and restructure it or like whatever that looks like. Can we talk a little bit about the mindset around profitability as an entrepreneur and why so many entrepreneurs are selling themselves short and why they need to stop? Like, I feel like there's so much we could talk, but do you want to just dive into that? Yeah, so definitely let me know where specifically you want me to go. But revenue is vanity. Profit is sanity, right? Mm. So then this is the thing. We we chase these numbers all the time. It's like, oh, 10K month, this K month. I don't care about, I don't care about your revenue. I don't care about what's left. And because if you're not making profit, and this sounds so harsh, but this changed the way that I thought about profit. If you are not creating profit in your business, your business isn't an asset. An mm-hmm. asset is something that makes you money, right? Mm-hmm. That think about it. Think about it. For example, if you were investing in real estate and you had cash flowing real estate, right? So you're you bought a house, you're renting it out to someone. Their rent is covering the mortgage plus you're cash flowing five hundred bucks on top of that, right? That you just cap, mm-hmm. you just pocket. That's a cash flowing asset. If it just broke even, do you see the difference? Yeah. <laughs> it's just. You just, you you have an expense and the expense is being covered. So the same applies in our business, in our businesses. Oftentimes we say that we, we, we get so caught up in the revenue, but can you see that all you've done is you've just created a job for yourself. Mm-hmm. You have this business that covers its expenses and then pays you an ongoing wage. So instead of b- being employed by someone else, you just, you've just become your employer. You've just created a job for yourself. Your business becomes an asset when it takes care of you, it takes care of all of its expenses, and it's cash flowing money every single month. Mm-hmm. That's the difference, right? And that's why I say revenue is vanity because you're not feeling it. It's just covering bills. Profit is sanity. And one of the reasons why I see people stay in the beginning phases so long is that they're so triggered with pricing that they don't have any profit. And then they wonder why they they start to fall out of love with their business and the business feels hard is that they don't have any money that they can actually leverage. I'm always encouraging my clients to be like, how are we using your profit to reinvest? I want my money to work harder, <laughs> work harder than I am, right? So I'm always thinking, okay, with that profit, how am I outsourcing? What are the things that I'm doing that are $50 an hour jobs when I need to be doing things that are $10,000 an hour? Like, what does that look mm-hmm. like? By having profit, I have the cash on hand in order to reinvest in those things. So you can see, Sometimes we roll our eyes and we hear people being like, oh, the more money I make, like everything just became easy, <laughs> easier. It was so much easier to go from 50K to 100K than it was to make my first 10K. It's true because you have the money now, you have the profit mm-hmm. in order to accelerate the growth. The growth no longer relies you to show up in mm-hmm. all of the ways and in all of the places. The money works hard for you. So again, if you want to grow out of <laughs> go out of that stage where you're feeling like you have to constantly hustle, you have to constantly show up on social media, you're you're doing all the things, you need profit. Yes. Okay. They're literally just what you hit on, I think is so important because people are spinning their wheels. They're afraid to outsource, but they don't even have the money to begin outsourcing. And I think what you said right there is you have to focus I think your mindset on like a 10-year game, not like a one-month game of, Mm -hmm. oh, I need to keep my business afloat. Like, yes, you need to do that, but you need to think beyond. And I think so many, I think it honestly comes back to fear and confidence, like those two of just like pricing what your value or what your service or offer is worth um, and not being afraid of that, not continually discounting yourself, not continually just undervaluing yourself left and right because you're not 
viewing your your business in the long 10 plus year game. You're only focusing on feelings of now. Um, and what you said was just so, so brilliant. Um, and I want to like navigate to how would an entrepreneur know when to raise their prices? Like if they're, if they're listening to this and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm undervaluing myself. I know it. I know my offer or my service is worth more than I'm currently charging. How do I go about raising my prices or, or when I know it's time to raise my prices? Yeah. Okay. So I have a bit of a different approach to what a lot of marketers say. Everyone says, set your price and double it. You're worth it. So my first message is we are all intrinsically worthy because we are. You don't have to do anything to be worthy. That's one thing. Business is completely different. I hear people say all the time, oh, but you've got more expenses, so you've got to increase your rates. You hired a coach, so you've got to increase your rates. You're investing in yourself, so that should be... And there's there's something to be said. Of course, you've got expenses. And like with a product business, what's your cost of goods? Your cost of goods is part of how product businesses come up with their pricing. And I think service providers, we often don't look at all of the cost of delivery. But where I differ is this. You telling me that you've hired a coach so you've got to increase your prices or you've hired a VA or whatever. That's a you thing. You're mm-hmm. running a business. That's a CEO decision that you've made in order to deliver. You don't just palm that expense onto your client. It only becomes something that you then transition onto the client when those investments are making you better at delivering the service. Mm-hmm. So, right? So I don't care if you've hired a business coach. Unless that those transformations is making you better at facilitating the results that I want. That's a you thing as a business. That's got nothing to do with me. So this is again, why we then feel triggered with the pricing because we don't have a reason. We can't communicate why that price is a no brainer price, right? So when I am increasing my prices and I'm incurring more expensive, it's because my mastery is next level. I always joke, but I mean it in all seriousness. You will never get me for the price that I am today in the future. In Mm. six months time, I'm going to be a completely different woman. I'm going to be a completely different CEO. Why? Because I'm invested in my mastery. Mm -hmm. I invest bigging myself and I get a huge ROI because I take action. I implement. And the more that I grow and implement, my results get better. My client's results get better. So I am totally fine with raising my rates because the results, the receipts show why that's warranted. Mm. So instead of focusing on other, if you know that you want to scale your rates, scale your mastery, scale Mm. the, the, improve the results that you're getting for your existing clients so that you can confidently go out and own those prices because you know why for the right person, it's a no brainer. Hey, Heart Fam, we had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka sound your phone makes every time you get paid, aka my favorite part. <laughs> HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline and excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. If you're enjoying what you're getting in this podcast for free, then you're about to get your mind blown with what we offer in our educational courses. 
If you're ready to up-level your business, serve your clients like never before, and reach revenue goals that you've barely dared to dream of, then we're ready to help. Our courses are packed full of tools, formulas, strategies, and resources to help you kick freaking butt in biz. Whether you choose the photo major, a complete course for photographers, or the content photo minor, a mini course on how to finally slay your content photos for your blog, Insta, headshots, whatever, you will walk away with more knowledge than you ever thought possible. And here's the reality. We are here to see you succeed always and forever. And that is why we created each and every one of these courses. To check them out for yourself, read the reviews and look at each course syllabus, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash courses. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash courses. Mm. Go off. (laughs) I literally am sitting here like wanting to just clap into my mic, but I know that'd be very annoying for the headphones. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so good. I think it's so important for the the people who are listening to this right now who are like i you know i know i'm undercharging i know what i offer is more you know i i know that i'm delivering something that's worth more than what i'm charging from what you just said i think there's there's two different people i guess who can receive from it the the person that you are more directly speaking to who is like okay i'm i want to raise my prices i'm ready to get more into the profit zone how do i do that and you were speaking of you know raise your mastery like before you raise your prices that's those go hand in hand and then i also like like a subtle um like undercurrent of who you were also speaking to is the person right now who is worth more than what they're charging. And they need to, at least in my opinion, and you can correct me if you have other thoughts on this, Naomi, but who needs to recognize their mastery? Who needs to like step out of their own way and be like, I actually offer an incredibly valuable product or service. And I am seeing results from this. I just feel, you know, bad charging money for this, this product or service, because I'm afraid that if I charge more people will think, you know, that I'm greedy or, you know, I, I won't be able to serve as many people and and make as many, as big of an impact. Like, do you feel like that's a person who needs to just recognize their mastery and step out of their own way? Or is there something else that you would potentially say to that person? Yeah, thank you so much for delineating the two because it is very different. Mm -hmm. So to that person that you've just described, I want to remind you what I was saying about constantly growing and developing, that's really, that's very true. But what I also see is that because we can see the future, we can discredit where we are right now. Mm -hmm. And I want you to remember that the things that you take for granted, the results that you have in your life, the results that you facilitate for your clients every day are the types of results that that avatar, that ideal client of yours for that offer dreams about. Mm. You discredit it because that's just your every day. And that's why you are the person that they need in their corner. Because the things that they... (laughs) I like can't even, they're getting triggered that like, how could I ever get those results? You've embodied it time and time again. And that's why you need to get out of your own way and put yourself out there. All Mm. marketing is, is telling the people who you can serve that they don't have to go through that problem because you figured it out and you can hold space for them and you can support them. Right? So own that just because you find it easy and you fully embodied it, doesn't make that any less valuable. Yeah. So So you can, again, there's this thing of, oh, because it comes easy to me, I can't charge. That is like, isn't that the best way that we get to step into financial overflow, doing things that that light us up, doing Mm -hmm. things. So again, rewrite that story. Why Mm. are we telling ourselves that money only comes from strife? Money only comes from pushing. Money only comes from, no, money can flow from joy. Money can flow from the things that you would do if you weren't going to charge. But the wonderful thing is you get to because there are tons of people who, like I said, who don't do that. And the second thing is like this feeling bad about charging, like sit with that. Where did that come from? How do you feel when you purchase things? Do you purchase things and are still, and 
feel like, oh my God, okay, now I'm a thousand bucks poorer. Oftentimes, when we feel triggered around things like this, it's because we're projecting what's Mm. going on internally. Yeah. The moment I started paying my bills with gratitude, the moment when I started making investments and I'm like, oh my God, this is like the most I've ever spent, but I'm so frigging excited. Like, mm-hmm. like I just made an investment today with a one-on-one coach and I'm like, oh my God. And I'm already like so charged about it and was have so much gratitude to be able to pay for this. I then now can believe that someone is so ready and excited to pay my rates mm-hmm. because that's the way that I approach it. Oftentimes we project our limiting beliefs about investing, spending, and what that means onto our ideal client, even though we know that we're offering something of value. So you can see that you have to clean up your own money mindset, because how can you believe that someone could be excited to pay for something if you if you don't, if you're triggered by your investments? Mm, that's is I want to soundbite that forever and just poster (laughs) that on a wall because that is so, so important, Naomi. Just like understanding the mindset around our own relationship with money, our own relationship with spending money, our own relationship with sales. And I love just the the thought that you gave, which was, hey, when you buy something that you really want, even if it's a huge price point, are you excited once you buy that? Like almost always it's yes. If the product is worth it to you and it gives a great value or, or service, like you're excited about that. Almost always, if we ever regret our purchase, I think it's always because the product or service wasn't worth it. But that just goes back to encouraging entrepreneurs to make sure that their service is valuable. Make sure that you have mastered what you're giving to people and making sure that it it delivers results and that it's worth it. And when you know that, like it just goes back to standing firm in that, standing firm in your pricing and delivering that and owning that. So I love just everything that you said. Um, I kind of want to navigate this to a little bit of a different thought also with the presence of social media and comparison and how that whole thing affects sales and marketing. Because I think comparison can so easily play a part into our sales strategy and even pricing ourselves if we're not careful. I think it's so easy to see somebody on Instagram with a bigger following and they hit a certain milestone or we look up to them and they're doing this. And then immediately we think, oh, okay, we can't do that because I don't have the same amount of followers that that person does, or, or I don't have a bigger following to hit that milestone. And I, I think that's so detrimental, but I would love to know what you would say to someone who, who is currently in that mindset space and in that limiting belief. Oh, okay. There's so many ways that we can go about this. So the first thing is that protect your energy, protect your energy. We give our energy away by constantly looking at other people. We, I always say, we don't have time for limiting beliefs and comparison when we're so turned on by our own businesses, when we're so connected to the impact that we are here to to put out in the world. Like we don't mm-hmm. have time for that. But so often we spend more of our time looking around, seeing what every, everybody else is doing, that we lose our own vision. So mm-hmm. it could be one of the things that I did is that I either unfollowed or I, mute, I muted accounts in my space. I don't want to constantly see what other people are doing because yeah. naturally we're being overstimulated. It's that um, cognitive overload, right? Naturally, mm-hmm. we're going to start questioning. Da, 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 da. So why even put that into your field of cognition? Protect your energy. So that's the first mm-hmm. thing. The second thing is with comparison, when we're seeing people hitting milestones and we're doing all of that, it's triggering us and it's making us question. One of the biggest reframes that I had was instead of First of all, recognizing that when I see somebody else having the success that I want and it triggers me, why? What is the actual feeling? I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling resentful. I'm feeling this. Okay, why am I feeling that? And when I got to the bottom of it, it was because I only feel that way because I felt like I'm seeing something, a result that I want that it's accessible to that person, but it's not accessible to me. That's the only reason why I'm feeling frustrated about it. 
because mm. I feel like I'm being confronted with a desire that I have that I've told myself is not available for me. Mm for one reason or another. So we need to unpack that. So instead, I started reframing it and saying, every time I see my desires out there, whether that's in other people's results, their celebrations, that's the universe reminding me, hey, Naomi, that's possible. Mm -hmm. And instead, I could look with gratitude and I could use that as a way to activate me and inspire me and remind me that that's what I get to calibrate to. So I start, so that was a big thing. And then the other thing was recognizing <laughs> that, again, look at all the stories we buy into. That person got that result. And that's and then we connect that to the fact that they have X amount of followers. Like, realize that you created that story. You said that you made, we, we, we just make all of these <laughs> connections of like what's required. They have this amount of followers. They've just got this result that I desire. So I need that many followers. Yeah. It does not work like that. Mm. I have far, I'm a six, multiple six figure business, but I have far <laughs> a relatively small Instagram following email list compared to all of the numbers that the gurus say that you need. It's not about that. <laughs> And that's why we start to go into strategies and tactics that don't feel aligned. It's like, oh, well, Jenna Kutcher said that we had to get the, the, the email list and I don't have the email list, so I can't get the results. Or this one said Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Oh, why do we make it mean all of the strategies work? Or yeah. instead, stay in your own lane. Think about, again, go, instead of being competitor obsessed, be client obsessed. Be focusing on the way that you're showing up in your content and run your, play your own game. And when I started doing that, even though I may have a smaller audience, I was converting more people. I was magnetizing more people, right? Mm. But I had to stop telling myself these stories about what was required that would make me my confidence go up and down and up and down. And also you've got to call yourself out. Like it was easy for me to say, I'm not hitting my results because I don't have that Instagram following that she has. I'm not hitting my results because da, 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 da. that's my cop out for not having to take action. I can yeah. buffer in all of that. So, But good. I'm just like, I've got way too much to do. I'm no longer available for those stories anymore. So I'm going to mm. start with what I've got. That's so powerful, Naomi. Thank you so much. Just for giving our listeners permission. I think a lot of people needed to hear that. And yeah. I think even you just saying, like, I make multiple six figures and I have a relatively small audience for what you would think someone who makes multiple six figures has to have. And I think that just is such a permission opener to let people know, like, it's not about the numbers. It's not about the stories that you're creating and the and the certain alignments that you think are happening. Like, oh, that person made that. Therefore, they made that because they have this many followers. Like, no. So thank you just so much for giving our audience that wisdom, that advice, and giving them permission to put those blinders up and put mm -hmm. your focus on yourself in, in a good way. Like, put your focus on your offer, your product, your mission behind what you're doing and focus on that. Because I think when people take off their their just viewpoint of everyone else and comparing everybody else to them, and when you just like ignore all of that and focus on your offer, the beauty that you have innately inside you and the value that you're giving to people through your service or product or offer, that's where the magic's gonna happen. So I just thank you so much for giving people permission, giving us permission. You have just been a joy just already to talk to. And I just thank you. That's all I have to say. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. It's my pleasure. And Lindsay, if you don't mind, I just want to quickly expound on that and just say to everybody that think about the way that you purchase things. Silly example, my deodorant. <laughs> I, I love native deodorant, right? It's clean. It's, it's organic. It's all of the things, right? But it's more expensive than your average drugstore drugstore deodorant. But for me, I wouldn't even look at those other deodorants because it doesn't match my values, right? Mm -hmm. So when it comes, why am I sharing this? When it comes to competition, we can be so focused on everybody else. Instead, I want you to focus on why are you the obvious choice for your people? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't need another me. We don't need another anyone. 
Mm-hmm. Your people are waiting for you. And that's why you hear now everyone saying, oh, coaching online, it's, you know, it's going to be more saturated than ever now that everyone's going online and all of this kind of stuff. I welcome it because I'm like, as more people are looking for online services, they may not be ignited by my story, but they're going to be ignited by yours. They're going to be ignited by you sharing your magic, you sharing your experiences, all of that. You are the obvious choice. So it doesn't matter what she's doing. Mm -hmm. She can be as amazing. She can be doing the exact same thing as you. So long as you're clear on the magic that you bring and you market that and you put, bring that to the fore, your ideal client is going to be like, yes, I could learn this from somebody else. Or yes, I can do this, but you are the obvious choice. And I think when you start to think of it that way, think of all the products that you that you buy that you're like, I could get something cheaper, I could get something more expensive, but forget about that. Like this is the obvious choice. Mm-hmm. And that is where the attraction marketing comes from. Yeah. What do you need to be showing of yourself, allowing yourself to be seen so that your ideal client feels that way when they make that investment in you? It's an abundant mindset. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, well, I'm just fired up and ready to like go tackle my businesses right now. <laughs> I'm like, yes, it's all, you know, <laughs> I don't know, I'm just feeling really inspired. It's great. Oh my gosh, Naomi, this is amazing. Thank you so freaking much for all of everything that you just dropped. I feel like we could talk to you for the next like five hours and <laughs> I know it all. Literally, <laughs> I'll just still be going. I, I love it. Okay. I would love to hear, this is like kind of wrapping up and getting towards the tail end of the interview. This is a question that we ask every guest and is so fun to hear just the different answers and, you know, hear what people have learned. But what for you has been the biggest lesson that you think you've learned in business? That my business will only grow at the rate that I do. I Mm. hope that everybody listening today can see we started off with a little bit more of the nuts and bolts and the strategy when it came to like building out the offers. But look at how much this conversation has geared around mindset. Yeah. Yeah. You can have all of the strategy in the world. You can buy the courses that give you a step by step. You can have the swipe files, the copy, the this. None of that works if your mindset is not in the right place, if you don't believe that you have something worthy of investing in, if you don't, if you're falling into the comparison trap, if you're doing all of this stuff, it's the energetics and the mindset around business. And one of the ways in the past that I would, I always, I always thought it was a tactics thing. So I would invest in the coaches or the programs or the whatever that would teach me the tactics. I'm like, but why am I not getting the result that the person who's teaching it is getting it? Mm -hmm. And it's because I hadn't evolved my mindset to support what I was trying to step into. So now when I make quantum leaps in my business, it always is because I'm making quantum leaps in who I am being. And that is what facilitates the business growth. That's what makes me show up in all of the places with ease and Mm. in this kind of magnetic energy your business will only grow at the rate that you do so make that the forefront be your own first client and that energy is so magnetic people want to be part of that people want to be in your world but you have to be the priority you need to lead and other people will want to calibrate to that oh amen okay (laughs) We are speechless. I have a follow-up question to that because I feel like somebody listening to this is going to be like just so amazed and like inspired by that answer because it's so true. It's so powerful. But just a quick little follow-up for the person who's listening to that answer and is like, okay, I recognize now that I need to grow my own mindset. I need to help, you know, there's some, some mental like obstacles and roadblocks that are keeping me from seeing the results in these courses or from these coaches or, you know, growing my business because I'm not growing. How, what would like a couple of quick practical steps for the person who's feeling that way be to help them grow their mindset and kind of step into that? Easy. Ask yourself this question every day. How would I be thinking? What would I be believing? And what action would I be taking as the woman, as the person who already has the result that I desire. Mm. 
So good. And get curious with what comes up, right? People often say, I don't know what to do. I don't know the how. It's like, no, you do but you're just afraid of doing it, right? Yeah. You get that hit, oh my God, I should go live. Oh my God, I should talk about my offer. Oh, I should do this. But you don't do it. And then you say you don't know what to do. No. Yeah. You know what to do. <laughs> you know what to do. Now it's about using that as your North Star. How do I need to be showing up in my business? How do I, what, I, what do I need to be believing? What do I need to be thinking as that woman, we collapse time and we bring that result closer to us when every day we're not making decisions based on past disappointments. Oh, well, that launch failed. So why am I thinking that this one's going to launch? Like all of that stuff. When we make, we need to stop making decisions based on our past and our present reality and every day challenging ourselves. Am I making the decisions as the person that already has that result? That is how you collapse time. And you're like, when you commit to doing that every day, you wake up and you're like, I did it. And that's why when my (laughs) clients hit huge milestones and they've got their first 10K month, their first 20K month, I'm like, you do realize you just hit your first 20K month. And they're like, oh yeah, I did. There's no like, although we celebrate, there's no like, oh my God, I did it. They're like, they've been practicing being that person for months. So when it Mm -hmm. comes, it's just like, well, duh. Because every day they're committing to showing up and taking action as that place. It's like, Mm. yeah, now it's just here. Let's keep it moving. (laughs) So good. Yeah, literally, I've said the word so good probably 5 million times (laughs) during this interview. (laughs) Because Naomi, everything that you said is ironically so good. Um, (laughs) For anybody that has listened to this interview that has fallen in love with you as a person, as we have, just has heard your wisdom, has heard your words, just like a balm to their soul. Where can they find you? Where can they connect with you? Where can they work with you? We would just love you to just shout out your places to the internet or to the world, to the listeners. Thank you so much. So if you were interested in learning more about our programs, definitely go to our website. It's just thelifestyleedit.com. We are all about podcasting too. So we have a podcast that comes out every single week called the Lifestyle Edit Podcast. And then social media wise, my favorite place to hang out is Instagram. And again, we're just at the Lifestyle Edit. So come and say hello. Let's connect. Come and talk to me. Perfect. The best. Naomi, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. You're the best. We love this combo.